Welcome to A Minor Detail. My name is Ryan Miner. I'm your host, and you are listening to a special episode. And tonight I have with me Chad Smith, who will tell you what he plans on doing. And Mr. Smith will be calling in momentarily, and it will be an interesting show. Um, I did. I, I reached out to Chad because he made an announcement on Facebook a few evenings ago last week and he uh is going to be doing something in the city of hagerstown and he'll tell you all about it and so chad is going to be calling into the show any moment now and so let's see where is chad and here he is chad smith welcome sir yes sir hello yes how are you chad man if i got any better i'd be chad minor Mm. that's that's scary. That is scary. <laughs> well, All right. On, so, Thanks for having me on today. I, I appreciate it. First time. First time. And hopefully first time of many. So, Chan, tell us what you're planning to do in the city of Hagerstown. Well, here's, here's the thing. Um, I think that the one of the things that's missing from the current administration is what I feel like I bring to the table. I've got – a really diverse uh, background. I've got a really diverse experience as far as uh, being uh, a native of Hagerstown, Maryland. I mean, I I remember uh, what I would call the good old days of Hagerstown, Maryland, man, where Hagerstown was exciting. It was um, it was the the place to be. I mean, it, it was it was a huge community, no matter where you went in the city. And I think that that's been lost over the years. It was an overwhelming. Uh, sense of sense of uh, of just just a, a lack of hope, man, and uh, there hasn't been a clear vision for the future that's been that's been acted on. I think for the past uh, few administrations, and you know that's not uh, that's not a uh, uh, conviction of anyone in particular, but it just seems like you know you can't you can't have you can't be at odds within your within your council and hope to have. Uh, have to have unity in the community that you serve. So um, I feel like I bring a unique experience to the table. I feel like I bring uh, leadership to the table, and I feel like I bring uh, the spirit of uh, collaborative economy within the council and also within the community. So let's start from the very beginning. Uh, It was last Tuesday evening, I believe, that there was an announcement made that Hagerstown City Councilman, twice elected, Republican Donald F. Munson, will be resigning his seat, or effectively has resigned. And so the longtime former state delegate, Senator, has said that he's stepping down from the city council uh, because due to health reasons. And I, my understanding is, is that Councilman Munson, former Councilman Munson, has been ill for some time, and it, look, it's not for us to question what is happening. He's he's stepped down. He's had a long career of public service, and I know Don Munson well, Chad. I know Don. I've 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 uh, let's I, I I know Don Munson on a on a on a level most people don't. So I'm not going to use this show to 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 make any aspersions to his character um you know we've had don and i've had our ups and downs in our relationship and i um 
I respect the work that he's done for many years on behalf of the city of Hagerstown. And he's been a loyal public servant and advocate for not only the city of Hagerstown, but also for Washington County. And I am, I'm happy that he spent many years serving the community. And of course he was first elected back in uh, the seventies to the house of delegates. In fact, it was 1974 that he was elected to the House of Delegates to represent the city of Hagerstown. And then in the 90s, early 90s, 91, I believe, um, he became a state senator and served until 2010 when he was defeated by Chris Shank. And then after he was defeated by Chris Shank, he, he waited a few years, and that was a tough loss on Councilman Munson. But he decided to put all of his experience to the test and instead run for the Hagerstown City Council, and he won in 2012 and served a term under Mayor Geispertz, and then again, he ran in 2016. He won his election, and he decided now it's the in November of 2017, Chad, and he's going to step down, and so, you know, I think that there's an opportunity to talk about Don Munson more in depth in another show and in a few subsequent articles. And I think that we're all happy for his service. And he's, he's been a, like I said earlier, he's been a loyal champion of the city of Hagerstown for the people of city of Hagerstown. And many people can relate to him and nobody can question his convictions. Nobody can, can question just how much he cares about his community. And I'll, I'll leave it at that. And, um, I, I do wish him well. I know that it must have been a incredibly tough choice, considering all the years he has served to step down, and that's between he and his family. And so you are stepping up, Chad. You're going to step up, and what happens? what happens next? Now, you have to apply for – the position, meaning you have to say, okay, so the, the city council is now accepting applications and this, the seat is not appointed by a partisan central committee or a governing body like a Republican or Democratic central committee. And so I think it's important to note, Chad, are you, my understanding is you're a registered independent, correct? Yes, sir. Yes, I'm okay. an independent. Yes. And you've been an independent yeah, I, uh, for pretty much most of your, your life. Is that right? Yes, I've been an independent, independent uh, for almost since the, the first day I registered to vote. Uh, just because uh, I never really saw any sense in, in uh, joining, joining a gang, you know, for a political office. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I mean, and I think you see that almost the problem now in our national politics is everyone is so busy playing gang warfare that they're not creating that collaboration to where things can actually get done. And so I decided to opt out of that a long time ago. Yeah, you you have. And so, Dad, um, what's the process? How how do you apply? What do you what needs to happen next? And um, my understanding is that the city council is currently accepting and seeking applicants to replace Councilman Munson, and they're going to submit materials by 4.30 p.m. November 27th, which is next mon- sat- Sunday or Monday? Um, I think it's next and- Monday, I believe. Okay. So here's the, 
here's the prerequisites to qualify to be a city councilman, and I'm going to read these. They have to provide proof of current residency. They have to be 21 years old prior to the appointment. That's a check mark for you. Chad, you're you're like what, 38, 39? No, I wish I I'm 43, though. I am twice. You're a young man. So you're a young man. <laughs> so you live inside of the city of Hagerstown, correct? Yes, sir. Yep, yeah, we have okay. to moved. And, uh, I, I verified that I was still within the limits of Hagerstown proper, so I am. So I'm I'm good to go there. Oh, don't, now, you're from over there in Hager's Crossing, right? Well, actually, no. I, I actually, uh, uh, we just moved from Northgate over here into the uh, Pangborn School District. And uh, uh, I understand that some parts of this area are not in city limits, but the part that I live in is. Uh, so oh. I'm all clear. Okay, good. Excellent. And then you are also a registered voter in the city of Hagerstown. Um, yes, sir. And th- and then you have to reside within city limits for one year prior to the date of the possible appointment. So um, you have to complete an application, and the mayor and council, they review the application and then select individuals for interviews following um, the deadline, which is November 27th. So they're going to review that those applications on November 28th. So Selected candidates are going to be interviewed during a public work session. So, Chad, you're going to submit your application. Have you already filled that out, by the way? I have. I, I was actually the first one to turn mine in, along with my uh, resume and proof of residency. Okay. So what what was part of the application? What kind of information did the city request from you? No, real basic info, just uh, name and address, uh, what you feel like, uh, why you feel like you are – uh, a candidate, why you feel like you know you're you're up for it, and um, I mean this basically is just on one sheet. It was pretty, pretty simple actually. I thought it'd be a little more uh, involved than it was. So I was believe the bet. I didn't want to have to write a uh, uh, d- dissertation on Hagerstown before I before I applied. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's similar to a standard job application, if you will. Like yeah. if you were walking into let's say your gym that you own and we'll talk about that and they, and you said and someone says I would like to work here and I would like to and and you would hand them an application that is similar to what you filled out and handled hand it back to uh the city of Hagerstown right well at, at the at the city clerk's office it, it, I guess it was a real simple application no problem at all uh, had a nice conversation with the city clerk and uh, uh turned in my resume and there we go, and, you know, and we were good to go. And said I was the first one to knock it out. <laughs> and so they're going to be they're going to be interviewing the candidates who submit applications during a work session on December the fifth. The mayor and council may choose to conduct second interviews of select applicants in executive session December the twelfth. Then the mayor and council will appoint the new council member at a special session on December the twelfth or at the regular session meeting on December 9th. So if you would happen to be chosen, Chad, you would either be chosen on the 12th or the 19th, and then you would be sworn in. And let me ask you this question. Do you know of any other candidates who are intending to apply or have already applied? 
the only one that I know of right now uh, is my friend, and she's actually one of my uh, training clients, uh, Shelly McIntyre uh, from uh, McIntyre Heating and uh, Air Conditioning. So I know that she is. Um, right now, uh, rumor has it. I, rumor has it that there is somebody else. I don't know if I can say her name because I, I don't know if she's actually announced it. But uh, I only know one other, possibly two. Okay, so maybe one or, or two other people, but I would bet that there's going to be at least five to ten applicants. They're going to come out of the woodwork. So uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean I who? Especially, I think especially, I think you want to have a bunch of last minute applicants, I think towards the end of next week, but yeah, I think you're definitely going to see. I mean, it, it's a prime opportunity, Ryan. I, seriously, it's a prime opportunity to be involved in possibly the next 10 years of Hagerstown's development and improvement, and that was the main motivation for me uh, to get in at this time, was because uh, I wanted to run in the last election, but with the, some things that were going on in my business and my family, it wasn't the right time, but things just lined up perfectly uh, for this to be possible for me, and I uh, talked about it with my with my wife and a few of my uh, training clients and some people in my network, and they encouraged me to to go ahead and do it. Uh, so I was just thinking, I mean, it, it's just it's a perfect opportunity to 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 get in uh, with my feet running and really begin to put my fingers um, on the on the development of the next ten years, um, especially when I look at my son who's nine now. You know, I could have I can really lay the foundation for some good work uh, for him to grow up really good here in Hagerstown over the course of the next decade. I agree, and you have um, you have quite an expansive network. And in full disclosure to anyone who is listening, and I I, I would be remiss if I failed to to add this just tiny small blurb of a disclaimer that you and I have known one another for oh gosh. To eight, nine, maybe, maybe five, six, seven years. I, I'm not sure, but you and I have been good friends for quite a bit, and so I have, I, you know, I asked you to come on the show. And, uh, and friends and political sparring partners at times, definitely. <laughs> we we did spar, and you know, you have, I'm sure more so than anyone, Chad, you probably witnessed uh, my, I, I don't want to say conversion, but my evolution and my po- my political beliefs. Um, in fact, I still owe you a steak dinner. So that's uh, I do owe you a steak dinner. You predicted correctly that Mitt Romney would lose the 2012 presidential election, whereas I predicted that he would win. And I at the time was campaigning for the former Massachusetts governor when he was running for president the second time around. And you said, nope, Barack Obama has this and you were right. And I'm a man of my word. And I I still promise you that we will definitely get together in Hagerstown and and have a, a steak dinner. So, yeah, so I'm going to be happy just for an invite to your wedding. I'll be good to go. <laughs> exactly. Well, you're 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 definitely on the invite list. So stay tuned. <laughs> um, so Chad, um, you are a you've had a, a, a just a uniquely interesting career. Let's talk about you. Where you grew up your involvement in the community, what you're doing currently, what you do to contribute to the community as it stands, and a little bit about what you would hope to accomplish as a city council person. And looking at the current makeup of the city council, and we'll get to your background in just a second, but Chad, I have to say it, and and I'm going to be, and I might get some flack for it, but 
good Lord, let's get some diversity on there. And (laughs) thank God for Emily Keller, who was elected. And I am just absolutely enthralled by everything that that Emily Keller is doing. She and I grew up together. Um, She went to South and I went to Williamsport, but we knew each other in high school. And I could not be more proud of what she has accomplished and what she is trying to accomplish. And there has been some pushback from some unfortunate individuals in the community, but no matter how much they try to, to tag her and no, and no, regardless Chad of how many different stories, the local newspaper wishes to publish about her accepting absolutely legal prize money. There is nothing that will deter her from accomplishing her goals not for herself, but on behalf of Washington County. She, and, uh, and of course, the city of Hagerstown, Emily Keller is exactly the, bre- the breath of fresh air the council needs. And she brings a much-needed diversity. She's young, she's fresh, and she is out and in the community each and every day. I see that in you as well. And not to mention, you would have just you would add to the council I would say a spice of diversity that has been sorely lacking for some time. Would you agree, Chad? You know, I would agree. And just a note on Emily. I love Emily Keller. She's an amazing woman. I mean, she's a great mom, a dynamic business owner. Everything she touches is a success. And uh, a lot of that is due to just her just tenacity, man. And she's just so uh, tenacious. Once she clamps down on something, it's not getting away. And uh, it, it just as, as far as witnessing her evolution also as a politician and as a member of the council, uh, you know, she, I, I just love her more and more. And uh, like you said, they try to tag her, but, you know, she takes it head on, you know, and, she, yeah. and she's beating everyone back. So, but, but with me, um, <laughs> well, as far as bringing diversity, I think it's, A, yes, obviously it's going to be, Racial diversity, because if you look at if you look at the history of the city's administration, look at the um, it, it's been mostly white males for some time, uh, it, 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 and uh, I mean just from the mayor to the city attorneys to um, to the council, yes, and and I feel like just on top of that, I feel like the diversity in backgrounds is important also. I've had basically almost every experience possible that you could have here in this city. I mean, I, I grew up in the Bethel Gardens projects. Uh, I was a Boys and Girls Club kid. Um, I always said that they saved my life. I've seen uh, three of my cousins go to prison uh, for selling drugs. I mean, I grew up back then when crack hit Hagerstown hard. I've seen that. And, yeah, I mean, I've been, uh, <laughs> I've been, I uh, wasn't the best student in high school, you know, I had people intervene on my behalf who have carried me through things that I had to be carried through and that have pushed me forward. Um, and now to go from where I was to where I am now as a uh, as a member of the local business-owning community, you know, it's, it's really cool when I look back and I look at where I come from and where I'm supposed to be as opposed to where I've been helped to get to now. Um, that's the reason that I want to help give back now. I mean, Hagerstown has given me so much. And if if what I've been through and what I've managed to accomplish in these 43 years can help move Hagerstown forward the next 40, the next 43 years, then I would consider that win, not just for me, but for the city. Um, and and um, I, I know, I know, you know, you, you know, um, I, I've got a really wide network, and 
develop uh, a really large amount of goodwill within the community. And uh, when I announced that, I was going to put my hat into the candidacy uh, for yeah. the the vacant seat, just the outpouring of support, Brian, was just humbling. I know. I, I saw I that. mean, humbling, humbling. I mean, hundreds of people in the area, I mean, are, are, are just behind me on this. And it, it's, it's just overwhelming me now with just this sense of duty that, um, well, what if I do manage to get the appointment for the seat, I'm really going to dedicate um, all my time to just uh, – Re-threading the community. Uh, the community is so divided right now amongst itself. Um, I know that. No, I mean it's it's horrible. Um, yeah. I mean I mean crime crime is 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 out of control right now because people don't have hope, right? I mean you know they they don't they don't see the vision that you know that the core few of us do, and I feel like part of that is just a lack of communication on the part. And like I said, I'm not going to convict anybody who's currently um, in the council, who, who's currently in the mayor's seat, but I don't think there's been a really good job done of communicating and helping people understand the vision uh, that we have for the city, for the future. And if, and if they can't see it, what are they going to get behind? There's nothing to get behind, and that's what I want to help bring to the counselors, just to help communicate, help them, help people understand that what Hagerstown could be, we have to look past what it is or what we believe it is and look forward to what we believe and what we know it can be with everyone's help. It can't be just the government. It's got to be the community. Hagerstown is its people. It's not its problems. We need to look past our problems and come together as people and work together and move forward. There is definitely a naysayer attitude that it, that engulfs and that sort of envelops the the discussion around the city of Hagerstown. And look, I I live in Montgomery County now, and I grew up in the city of Hagerstown. I lived in Washington County for a sizable portion of my child, well, all my childhood and, and much of my adult life. And when I left and was exposed to different communities and different individuals, and I, I look at Hagerstown as a place that I will always call home, just like yourself. And that's why I see you wanting to step up and um, be a leader within the community. And you've you've done that um, not only with your business, you've inspired people um, by not only working on them, them themselves, their physical selves but and to become involved in the community you're i believe you're still a hagerstown rotarian because you were there when i was in the the hagerstown rotary uh, unless no, you switched I, um, resigned actually resigned uh, about a year back oh okay um well nonetheless we were still in rotary together and we spent many many of a wednesday lunches together and with yeah. <laughs> over long conversations and so Chad, I think that Hagerstown is – there is real potential there. And instead of trying to um, look to other cities, they need to find their own niche. They need to the, – the vision is there, but it's an execution issue. And I can see that problem yeah. where you look at downtown and you say there's some real potential here. We have – you know, could could we apply some? There's affordable housing, and where can we build a community-like center, a walking um, community, planned community, 
where people walk from to and from local restaurants, use the public library, uh, frequent the downtown shops, and b- build the, the the city core out. And then you have these interesting, diverse communities. The South End, kind of where I grew up, Chad, um, my my grandparents lived just outside of the city of Hagerstown. I grew up on Dunirvan Drive right across from the Hagerstown City Park, right off Virginia Avenue, Route 11. Right. Yep, exactly. And so I, I lived in one of those unique communities where we would ride my bike, and then um, in the summer evenings, we'd go over on Sunday evenings to the city park to watch the Hagerstown Municipal Band play, and then you'd ride your bike down to Superior Dairy, and there was a real community sense. And I think I think it's still there. I really do see that. And the North End is a, is a prime example of people who have formed a real community-like partnership. There's there's neighborhood associations, there's various groups and organizations to promote the city. The downtown group that um, uh, that that promotes small businesses, and so there's a lot going on in the city, and they're bringing a lot of new events. But Chad, for every ten steps forward, there's five steps backwards, so it seems. And one of those steps backwards is is that. Uh, you saw the recent news articles, especially about the Blues Festival. The Blues Festival, Chad, is probably my favorite event of the year in, in the city of Hagerstown. And they're cutting right. back, apparently, because I guess the expenses and the the balance sheet was just off. They weren't making what they had expected in the revenue. That's disappointing. And now another issue that I see is that people – you know, despite what former Board of Education member Karen Harshman said, who is no longer a Board of Education member, that she wouldn't walk from one block to the next, there are people who share that sentiment. Am I right? I mean, that's yeah. – it's unfortunate. They they feel yeah. unsafe in downtown Hagerstown. So maybe speak to that and maybe try to help people who are listening better understand some of your ideas for public safety. Here's the thing. One of the main things that keeps an area safe is feet on the street, right? So the more people yep. that you bring downtown, the safer it will be. The more it's going to push those undesirable elements away from the area. But to do that, we have to have reasons to go downtown. It's, getting a, it's gotten a lot better. Uh, I try to go downtown as often as I can for, uh, for meetings um, and whatnot, and I just try to keep my finger on the pulse of what's going on downtown. And I think people kind of use – it's not safe downtown or I don't feel safe downtown, kind of as a as a cop-out or an excuse, and they haven't even really been downtown for for a long time. You know what I mean? Most of the people that I've talked to tell me that it's not safe downtown or usually haven't been down there in years. So they're going off of, off of past beliefs of what may have been true, but I'm downtown almost three to five days a week, and wow. – in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and I, I don't have any problems whatsoever downtown. A lot of, no one that I know of who uh, who I talked to about downtown has ever had any trouble downtown. So I, I would just say to people who say that, 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 that downtown is unsafe, I would just ask you, when was the last time you've been down there? When was the last time you actually spent any, any time? I mean, not just driving through, but, you know, when have you actually hung out downtown? When have you gone to a wind-down Friday? 
Once you had a lunch over at the, one of my favorite spots over at the 28 South or Bulls and Bears or even or the Rhubarb House or any of the great spots that we have downtown. I mean, uh, we've got the broad acts. We've got great music in there. I mean, there's so many really nice spots going on downtown right now. Uh, it, it's a shame that more people aren't taking the opportunity to go see what it has in store. So that's what I would say first and foremost is just get more feet on the street. Go see for yourself. Don't listen to what people are telling you about downtown. Go see downtown. You know what I mean? Chad, if you if you read the famous group on Facebook, what's going on in Hagerstown, you <laughs> you read all. I know you're part of it because you you post in and you also post in other groups. But I see you post sometimes in that what's going on in Hagerstown group. And it seems that group seems to spark quite a bit of controversy and discussion about the city, what's some of the more unseemly sides of the city. But there's a lot that's been happening that has been positive in the community. The cultural trail. Now, I wish that they – offensive, and I I had agreed at the time with Mayor Brucci – and another big debate is the, the use of the stadium, what, what to do with the stadium, the Hagerstown Suns, and that's an endless discussion. And look, everybody wants to keep – most people who I, who I know wish to keep the Suns in the city of Hagerstown. It's, a, it's an American pastime. That is, the Suns are fundamental they are to, to yeah. our city. That, it's part yeah. of our DNA, and that's a real argument to be made that um, minor league baseball – is important an important function of any uh, any diverse community. So I, I hope that they consider keeping the Hagerstown Suns and that they continue to play in, in, in a stadium. It doesn't necessarily have to be municipal stadium. Um, but Listen, in, my, <laughs> in my opinion, the loss of the stadium project was one of the most boneheaded things to ever happen uh, yeah, in this city in, in, in my lifetime. I mean, it, it, it was such a horrible, horrible mistake. I just, I, I, I have to break people up. I mean, listen, imagine if that stadium were up and going right now. Imagine we'd have gotten that thing built when we wanted to. Imagine what we like. Take for, for instance, like both of my, both of my daughters, Ty and Reagan, were volleyball athletes, very talented volleyball athletes, and we would take them around to these indoor facilities. And there would be 40, 50, 60 volleyball teams in there doing tournaments, uh, paying hundreds of dollars a pop for these tournaments. I mean, you've got soccer tournaments. You've got all kinds of things that have been going on in there, generating revenue that was outside of baseball, and the ball got dropped big time. And that's actually something that I had talked to uh, Mayor Brucci to see if it were possible that we could even revisit that idea. So that's something that he's completely open to revisiting and trying to put maybe a new plan around. So that would be, that would be something that would be really important uh, to me that we can get back, uh, back into the mix again is to develop some sort of plan uh, to upgrade either the current stadium or just build an entirely new stadium. So that would be something that I would love to revisit. Putting our city planning hat on, any city planner would understand that education is a f- – is a core function of any promising city that it has to be the hub of the city, that education and opportunity, educational opportunity is must be paramount and inherent in any burgeoning city. 
and I look at the city of Hagerstown, it has an, a gym that when I ran for Board of Education, I, I talked about it a lot, and I got some pushback, but you know, I, I really believe that the Barbara Ingram School for the Arts is one of the true gyms of the city of Hagerstown. It's downtown. It's in walking distance of the University Systems of Maryland, in which the Barbara Ingram School students walk to and from class. It's safe. The city police patrol the area. You see the principals out during the day, during the class changes, and while they're walking to and from their classes. And the arts not only contributes to the community, but they put and host various uh, plays, well, the major play usually in the spring, but other uh, arts type of um, performances, um, music, arts, you name it. And that is Barbara Ingram School for the Arts is a i wish everyone could stop and visit i did and i was so blown back by just the raw unmitigated talent that you saw in some of those students continued to see and look at the success rate um and i think that education in downtown hagerstown has to be a central focus the university systems of maryland has certainly been a key point and i want to thank that i want to thank mayor brucci and and to an extent i want to thank um I want to thank uh, former Councilman Don Munson for pushing hard to get the University of Systems uh, of Maryland in downtown Hagerstown. And Chad, what are your what are your thoughts on what is described as this academic hub? Do you think it's a worthwhile investment for downtown Hagerstown to include more educational opportunities um, in that downtown square radius? You know what? I, I definitely do. Um, I'm in favor of it. A because it puts instantly <laughs> twice the amount of feet downtown that would it would be if it worked there. Uh, but the key to success downtown, in my opinion, is just finding ways to get more feet on the street downtown. And by creating an education hub down there, you get administration, you get teachers, you get parents, and, and of course you get students who will be uh, who will be spending money downtown as well. So if you create the audience, you're going to create the service. So the more people that you can get downtown on a daily basis, right, it, 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 naturally you're going to attract more businesses who are going to come downtown and serve this new built-in population. So also uh, on top of that, uh, the first my first experience with the Barbara Ingram School was years ago when I had a training client uh, named Susan Donovan. Her daughter was a very, very, very talented uh, very talented actress and singer who was at the business school. And I remember the first time I ever went in there was to go see her daughter perform. We were at a, uh, uh, I think it's called the Black Box Theater Show, and it was a really intimate sure. setting. It was, a, it was a great performance, and I was just so blown away by how talented these kids were and the fact that now we essentially have two theaters downtown the Maryland Theater, and we have the kids who perform in their own theater at the school. And it, I still can't believe when I hear people who criticize the decision to bring that gem downtown. Uh, uh, and I would invite anyone who has any doubts about whether that was a good investment or whether we should be investing more just to go, go to a show or just go take a tour of this 
beautiful, beautiful school. Uh, it was in a building that had been run down for years, unused. It's an eyesore. And they've transformed it into this beautiful work of art and just this beautiful, uh, uh, it's just a beautiful school with amazing kids. And I couldn't be happier for it. We definitely need more of that downtown. Chad, there's, there's a question of the continuing to work on the eight-part downtown revitalization plan. And the previous administration formulated it with the help of the Urban Partners, which is the Philadelphia-based consultants. And the plan, they, they, of course, it included the now-completed construction of the Hagerstown Cultural Trail, um, some home ownership strategies. I believe it um, con- converting some structures into college student space, dormitory space, improvements to the Maryland Theater. So, any thoughts on the plan? Well, to be honest, I'm not familiar with every point on the plan, um, but I think one of the things that I've been saying for a long time, and I feel like that the University of Maryland uh, putting in some student housing downtown is is, is going to be huge if it's u- utilized because um, you've got to get people who have extendable income to move downtown. That's huge. You've got to get you've got to build your audience. You build the audience, the businesses will come. Some people say, well, you know, uh, chicken, egg, what should come first, businesses or the people? In my opinion, just as a business owner first, to have things to sell to them. So residency is very important to me uh, to make that a priority downtown, getting people to live downtown. Because um, it's great to have people coming through working downtown in the day, but what can we do to have people there at night? What can we do to have people there who yeah. are looking for entertainment at night? You know, we're looking at um, people in their 20s who have more sustainable income now than uh, previous generations, right? We've got uh, people who can work from they, – they, they don't need commuter jobs. Uh, you know, the people can work from home now, uh, and, and, and they can do it right downtown. We have that awesome new uh, flight internet service from Antietam Cable um, downtown, which is free. But <laughs> you can't be free, right? <laughs> you know, yeah, it's free. It's a high-speed internet downtown for city center. I mean, I just feel like creating more incentives for uh, developers to to build residency, uh, to get incentives for people to live downtown, and just to uh, just just to stay. We should be able to provide most of what they need right where they live, and I think that's huge. Uh, the the cultural trail. Uh, I was I had my doubts about it, uh, mm-hmm. but when I, I did I took, too. I, took, I I man, you know what? I was so upset about it because I saw the price tag, and you know, and, and I'm just not thinking. I said, man, where is the return of the investment? And I decided to take a trip down there after they got the the massive mural done. I wanted to go take a look at it, and when I I was walking downtown and I was getting depressed, I was seeing. Uh, garbage on the street. I saw the prepping buildings going down towards the courthouse at the start of the trail, and I, I was just found myself just feeling just sad about the condition of Hagerstown until I got to the beginning of this cultural trail. And when I started to walk, I, 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 it was just a stark change that I felt. I felt emotional because I was like, this beautiful piece of construction here is the beginning. This, this is this is the dream. This is where hope begins, and it made me feel good because I felt like 
uh, I'm witnessing history by this being built. Is it going to generate revenue? No, of course not. Is it going to be an attraction? Yes, I feel like it can be. Uh, I feel like if, if we have things that are going to bring people down to the cultural trail, then utilize it. And, uh, and then, hey, listen, let's go ahead and go up to this restaurant and have a meal before we go. Let's go ahead and stop and have a drink or two before we go. Let's go to the library, right? Let's go do things downtown while we're here. So I, when I actually experienced it, I understood it. And I would encourage anyone who has doubts about the viability of the cultural trail to go have a look. Go walk it. Go appreciate what went into making this thing possible, and I guarantee you'll have a new attitude. I I agree, Chad. But I also want to redirect your attention to something that caused a lot of concern among city residents about how the city spends money. So I want to turn your attention to the infamous pod sculpture that was brought to Hagerstown. Oh, boy, here we go. <laughs> so had you been on the council at that time, what would be what would have been your decision about the pod? My decision would have been to find well, first of all, I think we could have had a local artist feature. Right? If we were gonna do I have no problem with beautifying the city park. But I feel like to, to import um, a piece of art, it's not my place to judge someone's art, okay? Right. But to import something from someone who has no ties to our community with a piece of art that doesn't reflect anything about our culture or our history, I feel like it's not a good investment. I feel like we could have taken less money or even the same, whatever. You know, I mean, if we have it, then if you have to spend, then by all means use it. But I feel like we could have gotten local artists or a local artist to commission to develop something that would have been more reflective of our of our community instead of something so divisive uh, as what they actually procured. Well, I think it wasn't necessarily that it was divisive, the piece of art itself, but rather... No, 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 there's no, no, a... no, no just the process of how they got it is how it came to be. Uh, people agree. have very sharp, uh, uh, I, I, sharp opposing ideas on, on, on the sculpture itself. So the, the, the argument here is that the city is in the hole for um, $2.4 million some odd dollars. They're in, they're in a deficit, and then they spend thousands of dollars on bringing a piece of artwork. And look, we, we can debate the merits of the art, and I'm, I, I'm not even qualified to do that. And I don't know if you, so I don't have a whole lot of background in history and debating art. And I, I took a, you know, I took a position on it, but my, my position doesn't matter. Your position matters. Um, So I think that when the community, when it was first being written about inside the local newspaper and being discussed, it was one of those hot ticket items that would corral discussion in a way that led to intense conversation, Chad. And most people that I read about and, you know, when I talked to even in public, they said, oh, okay, it's, it's a nice piece of art. It's interesting. The, the idea behind it might inspire people to come to the city park or to think about what it means, the inherent value, and that the city 
got this piece of art and they could actually sell it for more money. But most people that I talked to said, you know what, it's nice, kind of a waste of money or that it's, uh, it just doesn't fit in the city in the context of the city of Hagerstown and it's too much money. And I think they're all fair, fair points. And I think that the city could have done without this. And you're right. Could they have, could they have enlisted the services of local artists to feature their artwork inside, outside? And they do many places inside the city of Hagerstown, but the pod is certainly one of those controversial items Another controversial issue that happened recently, Chad, is the, 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 the radio station, Bob Rocks. I talked about it the other night over a birthday dinner, and my whole family, we were debating this. And so apparently Bob Rocks, they ran a parody commercial about the city, describing it as a drug-ridden, crime-fueled place that was filled with questionable residences. Um, and so the city of Hagerstown ultimately decided that they're going to stop doing business and paying advertisement dollars to Bob Rocks. Do you think that was the right decision? Here's what I got to say about that, right? I think we have to pay attention. Just as a just as a business owner myself, I have to pay attention to my brand reputation. Okay, if I have a brand problem. You know, I can't necessarily um, – I don't want to get aggressive about what the perception of my brand is because if my brand is perceived a certain way, it may not be exactly what the perception is, but some of it may be true. So was everything that they said about Hagerstown false? No, of course not. Uh, was it poor taste? You know, I think it may have been a little bit in poor taste. But if you know the DJ, you know that that's his style, and nobody should really be shocked by that, right? I mean, that's what he does, you know? But I think, to, I think to, if, in fact, the city decided to pull their advertising over this, I mean, I'm hearing that that wasn't the decision, but who knows, you know, some people say it is, some folks say it wasn't. The truth is somewhere in between. Who knows, right? But if that was the case... I think they missed an opportunity there. I think there's an opportunity to address it. Uh, I think there's an opportunity uh, to uh, to even uh, just say, you know own it. Listen, you know what? Hagerstown has its problems. However, we are actively seeking to address these issues by X, Y, and Z. You know what I mean? So I don't think anyone looked good in this. I don't think the station looked good. They're denying that they uh, fired the DJ because of this. You know, people mm-hmm. feel like it is. So now, so now they're taking hits on their. Um, their I don't know if that's government's job. Yeah, I just it, look. They they made a parody. No, 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 no. Well, 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 well. Here's the thing: the city absolutely has a right to spend money where it sees fit, right? Absolutely. If like, right. If they feel like this, Bristol uh, Communications didn't protect their brand uh, of a valuable advertiser. If they don't feel that, you know what, they, 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 there's lots of other stations that they can work with. You know what, i got absolutely no problem with that. Now, uh, did they miss an opportunity? I feel like they may have. If that was the only motivation for them to pull the money, I feel like they missed an opportunity uh, to improve their standing of the brand and to really tackle their perception head on. But instead, they dodged it, right? And, uh, and, and it, if, in fact, 
the motivation was because of that spot, I feel like they missed an opportunity, you know. So I, I just don't feel like it made anyone look good. I mean, I wouldn't have voted to pull advertising. That, that's just my, you know what I mean? But uh, but they have an absolute right to take their money wherever they, wherever they see fit. I agree. And so, Chad, if you look at each individual councilman, I, I actually very much like um, – the members of the city council and I know Bob really well and he's my friend and you look at each councilman and each of them have something you need to offer. Kristen Alshire is a, a, an incredibly diligent, thoughtful, pragmatic, and just a deep thinker on the issues. Paul Quarterman is definitely looking to uh, discuss regulations and how to overhaul that process and looking out for some of the more basically saving the city's taxpayer money and being a fiscal steward. And Emily Keller is taking on the heroin epidemic. And that has been her cornerstone issue. That is, that is her bedrock issue. And come hell or high water, I know that she's going to find success in that. Um, And Lou Metzner has, who has been on the council for, for many years. um, Lou is, um, the weight of the council. He is the anchor and he is very well versed in city policy and implementing the master plan and moving forward um, with many and pushing some of these newer projects. And I think all of all members of the city council are progressive in some format, meaning that they want to see change. Um, It's just a matter. There might be some, some diverging opinions, but I'm interested in your Big ticket item, Chad. What if you are selected for this position? For this position, what do you want to accomplish? I want to accomplish just to rebuild our community. Uh, I feel like our community is so split and so fractured. Uh, it's so focusing on getting itself up uh, that it makes it almost impossible to move forward through the sludge of negativity, uh, through the loss of the feeling of community, uh, just through the, uh, quite honestly, from what I, from what I, when I talk to people uh, about their potential term uh, on the council, it's just, there's a lack of distrust of our current government. So it's just a lack of disbelief uh, that things are actually going to be better. And uh, I feel like what I would love to accomplish is to help is have a, a, a have a part in bringing Hagerstown together back and uh, becoming a partner with the government and helping us really make progress together and not have this constant push and pull between government and community. I, I think that that's my big focus. Uh, it's just making Hagerstown strong again, uh, being able to say that I had a hand in being uh, one of the one of the one of the unifiers of the city and and and, and help us to drive the vision forward. Well, I I think that's a noble and worthy goal. Looking at Emily Keller's first year in office and Paul Quarterman, but more so Emily because I interact with her um, more than any other member of the council. And I see at times that she is frustrated with the pushback that she receives from people who aren't necessarily invested in the community, but – they have they are perpetual complainers, meaning yeah. there are people who sit behind a computer screen and and infect the community with negativity, but they don't do a damn thing about it. They don't get up off the couch and 
join an organization or support a local group or go into downtown or come to the city council meetings. And it's, it's much easier to Monday morning quarterback. It's much easier to armchair quarterback the city um, right. and some of its policies from the convenience of your living room or your couch and say, oh, well, this needs to change. But you have to take – you have to invest yourself inside of the community. I look at someone like – look at Heather Gasford, and we all know Heather. And so I look at her – what's that? So invested. So invested. Heather Gasford is um, – she's around my age, and she's, I think she might be a few years older. But I see her as someone who – is one of the change agents inside of the community who is always doing something positive in support of the city of Hagerstown, whether it be from um, giving back to the several boards and organizations to supporting the many charities. That is positive community work. And I see groups like the Lions Club, the Kiwanis Club, the Exchange and Rotary groups. These, these organizations, they do real, tangible hands-on work inside of the community for education, for public safety, and for um, for kids, and to make sure the communities are safer, to encourage businesses to relocate. And it really bothers me, Chad, when certain individuals comment on Herald Mail articles or they sit behind the computer screen and post in these Facebook groups, but you never see them at community events. I mean, how many community events have you and I attended, you know, in the last five years? And yes, we see a lot of the same people, but where are there, where are those folks that come off the couch that complain? Yeah. They don't get involved. I mean, you and I yeah. are, you know, at one time we were running into one another at many community events in, in one week. And I, I just want those individuals to understand that members of the city council, they can only do so much. And, and right. Chad, you're appointed to this position. You know as well as I do that you politics is sometimes an impossible feat. It's impossible. You can't please everybody. And I see you as somebody who can be a neutralizer, that you can go in and talk to both sides, understand all perspectives, bring a, a all sides to the table, and make a, make a decision based on all facts that you are presented and I think that's something that you're going to do well. And I think you make decisions. And you're, I look at you, Chad, and having known you for some time, I see you as a pragmatist. I see you as someone that um, thinks practically about issues. And sometimes what doesn't always benefit the community um, may benefit certain individuals. But I see that you're going to look out for the community as a whole, not just certain special interest groups. Not that there are many, but I see that you really <laughs> – turning the focus squarely back to unifying all residents and really getting people involved. And I don't know what that's going to be, Chad, but I hope that you alongside your colleagues, the mayor, and the many, many great staff members who have been with the city of Hagerstown for so long, and I would be remiss if I didn't mention them. There are so many, so I'm not going to mention all of them, but there's several people who have done excellent work inside of community organizations to really highlight the city. And you have such a long ways to go, Chad, but I'm hoping that positive voices and just positivity in general will contribute to the city's progress. 
You know what? It, it, it's definitely going to be an uphill climb, man, but you hit the nail on the head because um, if there's one thing that I'm good at, it's being a mouthpiece. It's being, it's being a communicator. I can run my mouth pretty good, and I and I feel just as comfortable um, in, in Bethel Gardens as I do at Fountain Shape Country Club. You know, I just speak to a, I, I, I look at myself as someone who's I've, I've cut from the bottom, and I'm not at the top yet, but I'm on my way. Right, and I feel like what's the position uh, of city councilman that gives me the leverage and that gives me uh, the authority um, to to be heard even more. Uh, that gives me a voice everywhere in the city. And when I take the council's vision, when I take the mayor's uh, vision, when I take my own vision uh, to the people, and I communicate this, you know, my my hope is that. People will finally hear it, and they will be motivated to help. They'll be, they'll be motivated to partner with the government. Because you and I both know government doesn't really solve a lot of problems. I mean, you know, people solve problems. You know, but it's our job to create the environment to where problems can be solved. And with so many awesome grassroots organizations that have really served the Hagerstown so well, especially the downtown movement, uh, it, it, I, I think we're just such we're, we're on a precipice right now. We're we're we're, we're right at the edge. Of, uh, of a time where, where things can really move forward at a good pace, at a faster pace than we've had in a very long time. And Chad, if if, I can, if, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, 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 okay. And, and I just wanted to say that, that, that um, the time right now, uh, if I were ever going to do it, this is the best time to do it because we're right at that edge. And if I can give it one little tip to help that thing to ignite that spark within our community and get people motivated to put their money where their mouth is, to get up, like you said, off the couch and take ownership in their community again and really work to move forward, then I, I, then I would say I had a successful career in politics, even if it was only four years. <laughs> so one final question, Chad. If you are appointed to the seat, would you run then in um, tw- was it be 2020? Um, really, it depends on uh, it depends on how much how much people harass me. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You know that that's that's fully my intention is to uh, hit the ground running here as an appointed member of the council and then uh, campaign hard based on the successes that I plan to have while in office the first time around. That, that's a good answer. Um, so moving forward, you have your work cut out for you. The council. I think would benefit strongly from you and any, any individual who is interested in the seat, um, they should, you know, have a conversation with one another because you're, you're signing up for something that is going to be a really a full-time commitment and you're a busy guy, but I know that you can handle it and I know you're doing it for the right reasons. And I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud to call you my friend. And I know that you will be a continue to be a, an important voice in the city of Hagerstown. So, Chad, best of luck to you in this adventure. Thank you very much, Ryan. Take care, my man. All right. Have a good one. Bye. You too.